You're listening to Too Much on Her Plate, the podcast for smart, busy women who are tired of running on the hamster wheel and are ready to create freedom from overeating and emotional eating. I'm your host, clinical psychologist, author, and a smart, busy woman too, Dr. Melissa McCreary. Welcome to another episode of the Too Much on Her Plate podcast. Today, I am going to be talking about self-care and specifically how to start doing more of it if this is a muscle that you just don't use very often. So before we dive into this topic, I want to stop and take your pulse. What do you think and feel when I start using words like self-care? What comes up for you? Do you have an involuntary eye roll response? Do you want to just tune out? Do you start hearing a litany of thoughts about why it's not possible for you to fit this into your busy life? Or does self-care and the idea of self-care feel self-indulgent? Or does it feel like it's extra or like something that you shouldn't need? And what comes to mind when you think of self-care? Is it bubble baths and manicures, or do you think of eating more vegetables, or do you think of forcing yourself to do things that sound hard or unpleasant, but somehow good for you? Or does self-care sound like some kind of luxurious aspirational goal that obviously didn't get the memo about your busy life? Here's the deal. Self-care, the self-care that I'm talking about today, it's the way that you respond to yourself. And quality self-care is meeting your needs, responding to yourself, providing care and comfort and compassion. Self-care is nourishment. It's soothing. It's fuel for all of you. Self-care is the real deal. It is not a poor, slapped-on substitute. Self-care isn't a band-aid. We all have times when we have to survive in the moment, when we have to just get through. But the quality self-care that I'm talking about, it's the tuned-in kind of self-care that leaves you better off. It's not something like substituting online shopping or doom scrolling or brownie eating for when what you really need is a nap. It's not numbing out with food or wine or social media to avoid the feelings or the situations or the stress that is going on. And it's not something that gives you a buzz in the short term, but feels bad an hour later, or that keeps you up with acid reflux in the middle of the night, which by the way, is not to shame anyone who does these things. We're all human. We're all human beings. And sometimes the truth is we are just coping, but coping and numbing and covering over what we really need is not self-care. If you routinely aren't getting what you really need, and if it feels like food and eating have become substitutes for this, or if the balance just feels off, it's really worth spending some time strengthening your self-care muscle. If you have a hidden hunger for self-care and me time, it puts you at risk for overeating for comfort and things like snacking to reward yourself or eating as a relief during a busy day. A common trigger that's going to come up for you if you have this hidden hunger is feeling too busy. When you're busy, when your time is at a premium, it is so easy to talk yourself into not giving yourself the time and the attention that you actually need to function at your best. When this happens, food and overeating, they become an easy to grab way to quickly, quote, take care of yourself, end quote, or to reward yourself or to feel better. But it is so key to remember that when we use food as a band-aid, 
Our real need or feeling isn't being addressed. Nothing really gets taken care of. I'm not saying that food is bad. I'm not saying that you shouldn't enjoy food. Food is wonderful and savoring food can be a tasty treat. Enjoying a wonderful meal or something that you love, that can be a form of self-care. I'm talking about those times when you're using food to replace something else, when you're using food as a way to gloss over or avoid or ignore or not take time for what you and your spirit really need. Taking time for you and making deliberate space to focus on your own needs and priorities and even your own fun, these are critical pieces of the puzzle when it comes to making peace with food. Finding ways to put yourself on your priority list without feeling guilty can go a huge long way toward breaking vicious cycles with overeating and emotional eating and battles with the scale. The love and the compassion that we give ourselves is so deeply related to our relationship with food. This is so important. We can't have peace with food if we aren't nourishing ourselves, if we're not giving ourselves the care that we need. If we don't feed our spirit or respectfully care for our feelings and our needs, then we are much more likely to get into habits of responding to them or numbing them with food. If you haven't been great at self-care, it can be difficult to even know how to start doing something that's more than just a superficial quick fix. And that's part of the reason that it's easy to have that automatic eye roll response when people bring up this topic. As you have heard me say before, the best way to tune in to what will work for you is through curiosity and by just beginning to ask yourself questions. Not all at once, not bombarding yourself, but over time. Questions like, what do I know about what I need or want? Before you go for the automatic response or automatically walking into the kitchen or numbing out or turning to your phone. Journaling is a great place to play with new ideas and to be curious and to ask yourself new questions. Ask yourself what you would like more of in your life and what the next step is that you could actually take in that direction. Check in with your energy level. How is your energy level? What's one step you could take to better nurture your energy? That's self-care. Consider whether you're taking time on a regular basis to Check in with yourself, like I just said, and actually ask yourself, what am I needing or feeling? Or is this something that gets routinely glossed over or that doesn't even occur to you until the end of the day when you're feeling depleted and like there was nothing for you all day long, so it's time for something to eat? If you want to start transforming your approach to self-care, how about asking yourself how you'll reward yourself or how you'll celebrate when you don't want to use food as the way to do this? Another way to work that self-care muscle is to begin to be curious about the things that are stressing you out. What are they specifically and what needs to change? And again, what is a small doable step or a new thought that you could put into place? Where and how you can start asking for more help or support is something you absolutely want to consider when you're working at waking up that self-care muscle. What are you tolerating that you deserve a better solution or an answer for? That too is quality self-care. What do you want to include in your day to make you smile or laugh? Quality self-care can be the little things, simple steps, one to two minute changes in the way that you think or actions that you take that improve the way you respond to yourself. They don't need to be huge. You don't need 
a major life overhaul to start working your self-care muscle. If you're going to focus on self-care, you absolutely need to be asking yourself whether you're getting enough sleep or rest. And also, are you getting restful, relaxing time? Every single one of these questions orients your brain, your thinking, and your focus toward self-care. And remember, curiosity is valuable because of the answers that you come up with when you ask the questions. And it's also valuable for helping you develop those new ways of thinking and the new patterns in your brain instead of just defaulting to the old ingrained responses that haven't worked for you. A lot of the time, the first step in nurturing a better approach to self-care is actually just asking the questions that you don't know the answers to. Yet, you're not going to start figuring out the answers to the questions without starting to ask the questions. Of course, this is an issue and a mindset challenge that comes up all the time and that we work on steadily in your missing piece. So if you want coaching or specific training and group support, then come check out the program. Remember, if you want to train for a marathon, you do not go out on day one and run 26.2 miles. You might just run or walk around the block. Waking up your self-care muscle, it happens in small steps too. Ask yourself the question, what's your next step? I'll talk to you soon. If you're ready to lose your overeating and emotional eating habits, and you are ready to step into a relationship with food that fits you, one that doesn't rely on willpower and deprivation, then now is the time to join your missing piece. Enrollment is open, and this is the perfect time to join me. Go to toomuchonherplate.com forward slash freedom, or just click on the link in the show notes. Your Missing Piece is the program where I show you step-by-step how to create freedom from overeating with a unique combination of psychologist-designed, personalized work with me, coaching, and smart strategy. You'll learn how to reclaim your power, ditch the diets, and create results that are built to last. Check it all out at toomuchonherplate.com forward slash freedom, and I'll see you inside.